Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to episode 18 now of Beyond the Tap. Seth, can you believe it? We're episode 18 deep. It's hard to believe. Good Lord. And uh, we got, we got. well, thank you. Thanks for joining me in the studio today, man. Well, I appreciate it. I'm glad you had me. It's, it's, uh, it's a real honor. You brought some food. You brought some, like, you, you even brought beer, too, man. I, I know. It's amazing what free, free uh, food and beer will get you. I'll tell you what. You get into all the VIP parties, right? Uh, everyone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, joining us in the studio today, we have uh, a very exciting guest. Uh, if you are familiar with Little Rock beer and the Little Rock brew scene at all, uh, you know the name Lost 40. And, uh, man, I got to tell you, I'm excited to welcome to the studio today Mr. Chris Butler. How you doing, buddy? Good, man. Glad well, to be here. Thanks for having me. Dude, thanks for making time for us. I know uh, you guys, you're a beer rep, right? So, like... I'm a little bit of everything. Yeah. Jack of all trades. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I run the beer program for two of our restaurants in, in the Promenade, uh, Big Orange and Local Lime. Okay. Yeah. Um, train the staff, order the beer, that kind of stuff. That's, uh, what, part of the Yellow Rocket group? Absolutely. Yeah. Dude, they're awesome, man. Thanks. I know you guys are making some, some big waves here, so that's we're, good. We're trying. We're trying to do some things in COVID lifestyle times. Dude. Uh, it's it's nice for me to get out because I'm not doing much right now. So what good. are you up to right now? Like, what's what's your <laughs> typical? Is there a typical week, or is it just kind of jump at opportunities as they come up, uh, or what? Typically, the last eight months has been about eight hours a week, just ordering beer and training staff and making sure wow. things are covered during non-COVID times. Yeah, it's twenty hours in the restaurants and about twenty to thirty out in the in the market doing tap takeovers at Uptown or wherever. Yeah, um, doing festivals, what have you, just yeah. kind of out in the market. So helping out on sales, helping out on brand ambassadorship, things like that. Yeah. Just being a general beer nerd, which is a pretty cool That's job. That's a good gig to have, right? I yeah. mean, I think Seth knows a little bit about beer here as well. Uh, now, you guys knew each other before this, right? For a while. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We've done an event or two at, at Uptown, I think. A couple of them. Yeah. I've probably given a couple dollars over to... The Uptown uh, crew. Yeah. You're helping me keep my uh, kids in shoes. So Yeah, well, <laughs> I am a shoe guy, so I'm glad I can help you with that. I'll tell you what, there's like there's like some really baller groups out there right now, speaking of shoes. Like shoe collecting and like trading and everything is insane. So, yeah. But we're not here to talk about <laughs> shoes. We're here to talk about beer. Uh, what are we coming in here? Because I already took a sip of this. Uh, what's the first beer we're drinking? Because this is fantastic. Uh, so this is from our Wild Barrel program. Uh, this is uh, Wild Bell number eight. Uh, this is brewery only. Uh, this one, uh, this particular one was uh, Blackberry Bramble okay. mixed with the Blonde Ale, the Day Drinker. Ooh, yeah. Fermented red wine barrels with our uh, House Wild Yeast. Now, you said was. Was. Is this, are, am I getting t ready to be disappointed already and be sad? Yeah, yeah. This is from my cellar. This is a little special treat I brought just for the show to kind of, <laughs> yeah. Thank you, sir. <laughs> to kick off the show and uh, also just sort of brag about our barrel program because it's really doing some big things and uh, exciting things. So I don't know if y'all can see this or not. The color on this thing is phenomenal. It is this beautiful blue. It's like a it's cranberry color. Yeah. What would you call that? Purple? Cranberry is a good call. It's cranberry. delicious. Whatever it is, it's delicious. Yeah. Yeah, so you said it's the Blackberry Bramble mm -hmm. and the Blonde. And the Blonde. <sighs> Refermented in wine barrels with our house yeast. Okay, all right. Six months or so in barrels. Now, your house yeast, is that something that you guys specifically have developed over time? or? Yeah, we captured it at uh, Dunbar Gardens. Okay. And then just sort of fermented it and, and grew it in-house. In so it's... That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. Who Whose idea was that? Uh, Grant Chandler. He's our head of QA, QC in the barrel program. Okay. Uh, he's kind of a mad scientist. Uh, think a little bit of like Christopher Lloyd uh, from 
Back to the Future. He's okay. always running his hands through his hair. It's like, oh, I got an idea. <laughs> um, but he's he's brilliant. He's so he's so good and he's so smart. Uh, we got him on the back of uh, Big Win, uh, the Blue Bonnet Home Brewing Festival, which is in Dallas. It's one of the biggest in the country. He yeah. won uh, Best in Show uh, one year at that, and we snatched him up. And so he's been with us ever since. No doubt. And you guys are you've been making some waves for several years in Lost Forty. I mean. Yeah, a couple of years. Yeah, we're we're just about to turn six. Yeah, uh, this this month actually, so we'll be six years old. That's um, exciting, man. Yeah, done some done some cool things in the six years we've been around, and I've been with them for half that time. So okay, okay. Now, really quick before we go too far into the brand, I mean, uh, I know you, you came to them. Uh, where were you before? couple places i had helped uh my friend open up a liquor store and do his craft beer section of his store i'd done that for the year previous uh before that i was with another brewery locally core brewing yeah uh for two years i opened up a lot of their pubs and was the company trainer for them as well so very um, cool six years total in the beer side of of the business but about 20 years total in the restaurant and food industry so restaurant okay. drinks yeah dude and then uh so then what brought you into lost 40 was that just kind of a open you know opportunity arose and you just yeah. said hey here am i the, the <laughs> owner uh contacted me he had heard my name through a couple circles and yeah. uh, asked if i'd be interested in doing it and i said well sounds like a weird job what does it entail and he said we don't know you're the only person that is going to do it so uh, we're going to kind of create it for you you kind of create it for yourself yeah um, i'm also the primary caregiver at home so they kind of really flexible with my schedule and kind of create a lot of opportunities for me to just sort of be flexible that's awesome, man. It's great to find some work like that, and especially in times like now that everything is Absolutely. completely topsy-turvy. 100%, yeah. And they're yeah. great. They're great with my schedule, so it's awesome. What is your official title? I think I've seen your business card before. It's um, so I like to joke in-house that I'm general beer nerd, <laughs> but I think my, my cards now say brand ambassador. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I helped James out with sales. James is our uh, director of sales, okay. and um, he lives down in Little Rock, but he visits up here a lot. But I help him out, kind of fill in the gaps where he can't make some things. And so I do, don't do actual sales, but I kind of fill in the gaps where he can't. And then, uh, like I said, just kind of talk to people and get nerdy about beer on a regular basis. Yeah. Now, I was going to say, because I'm pretty sure I remember seeing you on the website as Beer Nerd, right? Might be. Yeah. I think I, so. It, it Maybe. They've changed it a couple times. They've got a, they got a fantastic website. What's the, what's the web address again? Is it just Lost 40 Brewing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we, and we use our, our Facebook is most up to date with, okay. with like events that are coming out, beers that are dropping, things like that. But we do have a website where you can get our merch and things like that as well. So. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Now, I tell you, man, I, the, the website's fun because uh, whenever I started doing a little bit more research and everything on that deeper level, I was like, dang, y'all are a huge crew. So how, how big is Lost 40 getting now? Uh, man, it's it's a lot of people at this point. We, we're, yeah. you know, we've got uh, a full-time crew. We're pumping out just over 16,000 barrels. So it, it's pretty pretty full. I don't know the exact number of and employees. And how, how often? 16,000 barrels? A year. A, a year. year. Okay. And, yeah. a, and a barrel's 31 gallons. So gotcha. uh, we're the largest in-state uh, breweries, um, which puts us in the mid-sized brewery category. And there is no large size brewery. So for um, craft beer designations, it's 15,000 barrels to 6 million barrels. And we just at GABF, I'm going to toot our own, on our own horn real quick, but we yeah. just won uh, mid-sized brewery of the year, which means we're up against all the other craft wow. breweries that are 15,000 or above. And we won. That's amazing, man. Yeah. Uh, 15,000 up to 6 million yeah. barrels? Yeah, you can thank Sam Adams for that. They're the ones that keep raising the designation ah. because they keep getting bigger. Yeah, so, but they don't want to go out of the small brewer correct, so. category yeah. All right. or medium size. Right. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. So now, like, to, for our audience at home, like, to, uh, compare, 
compare uh, you guys to someone, say, like uh, there's Mothers in Springfield mm-hmm. or Boulevard in Kansas City. I mean, sure. you guys around, because I'm not familiar with exactly the production that they're doing, okay. either one of them yeah. yet. Uh, Mothers is going to be on the show at some point here. I love soon. John. John's a great guy. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to get them on, and uh, and I'm trying to get Boulevard on too. So if any of you know a contact at Boulevard, Seth, um, then, uh, oh, you do too? Well, come on now. Let's, <laughs> let's talk off show here. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's make that happen because I want to get them on too. But put, you know, compare you guys, Lost 40, to those two. So Mothers is about the same size as us. Uh, they have a little bit bigger footprint because of where they're located. Okay. Uh, right on the border of a state. And so they have a little bit more access to get to more markets uh, in the same sort of distance. Whereas in Little Rock, we're just sort of right in the middle of Arkansas. And we're proud to be Arkansas brewed and only sold in Arkansas. So all our beer is 100% made here, packaged here, distributed here only. You can't get it outside the state unless you know me and you get it mailed to you or something like that. What? You would never do that. No, that's totally illegal. Yeah. Don't do that, kids. I ship empty collectibles or yeast samples. Barbecue sauce. Yeast samples. That's great. Yeah. That's actually... Pro tip. <laughs> Any of our postal workers right now that are watching this or listening? Never happened. Shh. Don't do it. Shh. Don't ru- don't ruin the fun here. So, <laughs> um, so yeah. So and then Boulevard's way bigger than us. I mean, they yeah. they are kind of the Mount Rushmore of craft beer, especially for the Midwest. Mm-hmm. John McDonald started them in '88, yeah. so they've been around a long time. Um, now they're co-owned by a, a large um, Belgian brewery, but. Um, they're, they're huge, um, big, big influences on me, especially uh, early in my craft beer drinking, but, uh, they're, they're kind of a whole different category. They're, they're distributed across the country and yeah, we're, we're not that big. We don't even want to be that big, honestly. So that's really cool though, that you guys have such a, a tight market there with, with little rock and this, you know, just within Arkansas. And, uh, I think that, that does probably, probably does wonders for, you know, your community around lost 40, right? I would think so. I mean, Arkansas, uh, just to give you some quick nerdy numbers, in 2018, Arkansas drank 2 million barrels of beer. Okay. Okay, that's 31 gallons again. 1.95 million of those were not craft beer, which means only 50,000 barrels of craft beer were sold in Arkansas. Okay. So my contention always when people say, oh, we have too many breweries in the state. No, we don't have enough. Yeah. We have to have more. Uh, we have to have more education, try to get people to kind of cross the aisle from the from the big guys over to us and, and realize that you can support local and still drink good beer, uh, whatever kind of beer you want to drink. So Yeah. No, that's great, man. It's great. Uh, yeah, Boulevard is actually one of my favorites, too, because it was, it was one of the first craft beers I ever drank. I was from Absolutely. Kansas City area, and uh, so, yeah, that was good. So uh, you said this one's gone. This one's out of there. That's gone. Uh, it's my last one, too, so. Oh, yeah. oh wow. Yeah. Now I definitely feel privileged yeah. here, man. You broke out the good stuff for Beer's us. Beer's meant for sharing. It's always better when you can remember who you drank it with and, and how you drank it and how you enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, let's go back to the brand <laughs> really quick here. Um, it's great also if you can't remember who you drank. Yeah, remembering gets hard sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> I've had a few beers of this guy before. <laughs> uh, but let's go back to the brand. Lost 40. Uh, so now I know there's some folklore around it. There's a little bit of mystique uh, right. around that name. Yeah. Tell us a little bit more about where, why Lost 40. Okay. So Calhoun County uh, is just south of Little Rock. And there is a virgin, pristine 40 acres of timber that's never been touched. And um, our ownership has some family from there. 
And so when they started the brewery, they were like, you know, we're we're about the outdoors. We want to sort of enjoy the natural state for what it is. Hence the seekers and finders as well. Okay. Uh, You know, cans mostly for us as well. So you can take them out um, on the trails. Yeah, share them on the rivers, rivers, things Mm -hmm. like that. Absolutely. So it comes from Calhoun County. Uh, There's 40 acres of land that's trees that have never been cut, never been touched. Uh, A lot of it was like paperwork that got uh, misplaced when a local timber company sold to a larger timber company and they couldn't find it. Yeah. So. Well, and I was going to ask, because I mean, how does that happen? Because I know there's paper mills in South Arkansas. I know there's, you know, all these different things that you would think this would have gotten swiped up. So So here's the legend part of it, right? So the larger company bought from the smaller company and the smaller company handed over a handwritten map to these 40 acres on a 20 year cut. Well, the first time they went out to cut it, they couldn't find it. So they just knocked off and started day drinking, supposedly. Hence our beer, Day Drinker. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so they didn't find it. 20 years later, well, now it's pretty easy to find because now it's been growing for 40 years and it's never been cut. So yeah. at that point, uh, the state got together with a company and they decided to preserve those those 40 acres. That's cool. So then, so now Lost 40, uh, are you guys, you guys are part owners in that? We're not owners, owners, but we support that. As Supporting. A, yeah. okay. And then, like I said, the ownership uh, has family from down there. So it just kind of tied in really well. That's really cool. Now, do you guys have ever, ever have any plans or thoughts on like maybe doing like a little festival or something around that area? Or is it, is it truly remaining? It, no, it's definitely untouched. virgin. Yeah, it's untouched. We're not going to do anything with that area. Yeah. Uh, to my knowledge, at least. If so, it's above my pay grade. Yeah. Um, our festival this year got canceled, and we'll have the beer from there in just a moment. But um, we only do the one festival. Uh, we participate in lots of festivals, uh, typically, uh, when, when people are allowed to be around each other. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's kind of puts a damper on tap rooms and everything else. Yeah. Uh, how, did, how did COVID really hit you guys? I mean, I know it shut everybody down for a little while, um, but I know how, how have you guys rebounded? I'll say that. Um, so sales are good. I, I not being a total sales guy, I couldn't give you the exact numbers, but sales are good. Problem with that is there is a na- nationwide aluminum shortage now. Yeah. Um, when you have to can everything versus keg things, it does cut into margins a little bit too. So everyone's feeling the strain a little bit. We're very fortunate that we've, uh, we've been successful so far, kind of weathering this storm. Um, the company's taken really good care of everybody when, when everyone had to be laid off for a little while or okay. let go or, or kind of toned down time-wise. They've done a really good job of retaining people. Luckily, the breweries uh, had no incidences, and everybody's just been churning things out, all the safety measures are in, in place. Uh, same with, like, all the YRC restaurants. Um, just really meticulous about how we're handling it. So we've been fortunate. Uh, you know, there's a couple positions like mine that have been a little bit, you know, hit. But as I said, I'm lucky that mine is just a hobby job. So yeah, no, that's great. To yeah, they've been great about taking care of us. And, and so far, the company has done really, really well. Um, we've been able to keep churning beer out on our package side. We're actually up year over year. But then kegs are down because off premise drinking is down. So yeah, absolutely. Well, let's, uh, as we get ready to move into the next one here, uh, I say that as a hint to drink up if you want. So, oh. <laughs> but trying to, um, cons- try to conserve it. It's his last one. I know. I just right? want to enjoy it. I, I enjoyed it. No, you've got the last of, of it. So there you go. Uh, we'll just all stare awkwardly mm. at Seth while he enjoys the last few drops of this. It's just so good. Yeah. Isn't it? It's really aged well too. So I, I had three bottles of this initially and I drank one fresh. And how long was it aged? It was aged six months. Six months. Okay. Yeah, and then bottle conditioned. And it was... Packaged in 2018, 2018. I think, if I can read that that far away right now. Well, it was delicious, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah, it held up well, did well. 
I agree. What do you think we should move into? You think we should do Rainbow Connection? Next? Um, no, we should switch it up. We shouldn't have another sour. So either the Doppelbock or the Nighty Night. Okay. Which one? Nighty Night's dark. It's yeah, like that. It's ten barrel. and a half. It's yeah. big. It's yeah. Three That's different barrels boy. and scary. Let's close off with that. The Doppelbock is pretty big too. Yeah. But um, but it's much smoother as a logger. So let's do that one. Why not? Let's. Uh, Seth, you want to be our, our yeah our pourer? I feel like you're really good at it. So. Slide this. <laughs> I think so. Uh, Seth, get ready. He's gonna slide it. Well, let him finish first. <laughs> All I can see is a, is a glass just flying across there and then sliding off. That wasn't too bad. I captured it. So this is another one we won an award for. Yeah. Uh, two years ago at the World Beer Cup, Ooh. we took a bronze with this. Okay. In the Doppelbach category. Okay. Um, let's see, is that right? 2018, yeah, 2018. Yeah, 2018, uh, that was actually one of my notes here to talk to you about. Was bronze there? Bronze so. there for that one, and then we also got a bronze for the wild barrel that we entered that year as well. Um, that one was a honeysuckle uh, barrel-aged wild ale. Okay. With uh, The honeysuckle was foraged all around Little Really? Rock. Yeah. So, like, from local, actual mm -hmm. local honeysuckle? Yeah, just honeysuckle from, from our guys hiking and stuff like that. So, um, which, that one for me has a really special place in, in my memory because my grandmother had a honeysuckle uh, fence behind her house. Yep. And so that, that scent memory for me. So when I opened that bottle, but I'm all out of those. Yeah. I, I drank those. I wish I would have saved one because okay. was, it was really, really good. That's so, but this is essentially our anniversary beer. We release this every year in December on our anniversary uh, or thereabouts, uh, just calling December our anniversary, not yeah. the exact day. So yeah, it's we like my wife with their birthday. December's just her birthday month. Oh, nice. It, so. <laughs> Lucky her. <laughs> She's a Christmas Eve baby. Oh, nice. So, yeah. Yeah, so this is a, it's a doppelbock, means a double box. So we take our love honey and we just kind of boil it down further, concentrate those sugars a little more. Um, it is a very, very dangerous uh, big beer. I feel like that could sneak up on you really easy. Yeah, yeah. It's just so caramely and it's got a lot of that Maillard reaction, that toasted sort of thing in there that's really nice. It just make, And the lagering effect is just makes it so smooth to drink. Yeah, I think. Oh, yeah. No, the flavor of this one's great. If you're a, you can check out the, I don't know if you can see the color from there or not, but that beautiful brown. Mahogany, a rich mahogany. Mahogany. Leather-bound books. Yes. <laughs> Seth, what do you think of it, man? Yeah, it can be dangerous. I mean, I just want to put a straw in it and just can drink, we get, like, drink it all those helmets? Ooh. Yeah. This would be a good one for that. Put yeah, this would be a bad one for that. You'd be dead. Well, it depends on how you define good. <laughs> Fair enough. Effective. Out by the end of the first quarter. <laughs> so uh, so let's go back really quick. I know we talked about the culture there at Lost 40. Just yeah. to, We touched on it just a little bit about being kind of crazy and kind of fun. Uh, what what would you describe the culture as there? I mean, it's, uh, obviously family is probably one big thing that comes to mind just from what I gather. Right. But, I mean, what do you, what do you, what do you experience there, man? I mean, it's great for me because – Typically, I'm down there about once every six or eight weeks uh, okay. when things are normal, just kind of touching base with the brewers. We'll do sensory sessions, which is uh, code for drinking together. I like that. Yeah. Sensory sessions. It's kind of like what we're doing. Just kind of parse you know, the beer apart and kind of figure out what's, you know, what we're tasting and kind of all test each other and kind of push our push our palates a little bit. Yeah. Um, but it's great. You know, go down there and get a bunch of hugs and handshakes and high fives and um, just a really fun culture of, uh, you know, work hard, play hard. 
a lot of our guys are big cyclists and hikers, okay. um, campers, things like that. So they'll take three, four day weekends and just go and just explore and, and be off the beaten path for a while. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty fun and, and they'll do it all together. So it's not enough that they work 60 hours a week together and they take a weekend and go hiking and camping together too. So it's really cool. That's really awesome to have that. And so uh, now let me, let me flip that on its head really quick and say, how do you think they would describe you? Um, the brewers, the brewers <laughs> would probably describe me as, as a nerd. Yeah. yeah like I, it's, it's kind of what I'm, I'm called. Um, obviously those guys know much more than I do on the brewing side, but, uh, I'm the guy in the company that travels a lot for beer. I take a lot of beer trips. I, I buy a lot of beer. I trade for a lot of beer. We don't do that, but I yeah. trade for a lot of beer. Um, so uh, I happen to have a little bit more knowledge on like the national scene, what's going on, where trends are moving. I just and I kind of retain information weirdly, so that's it cool, all just kind of sticks with me. And, I can imagine uh, that probably makes you kind of lethal for them, right? Uh, it's, it's I guess I'm a secret weapon, I'm maybe. Gonna I'm gonna I'm a secret weapon. Jab, that's what jab, I am. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, I, James being my immediate boss, he's the sales director again. Um, he and I are decent one-two punch in the sense that he he knows all the numbers, you know, backwards and forwards. Okay. He knows how Arkansas is trending. I sort of fill in the gaps again, knowing like how the national market where the needle's moving. Um, I do a little bit more of the nerdy stuff where I I travel for beer and I buy beer from everywhere and you know kind of try to get us leaning towards a direction with other things you know if, if you know, the hazy ipa craze started right well we started making trash pan and canning that so yep. um, trash pan is probably one of my favorites i gotta, I gotta admit it's just a great one between that and the day drinker yeah i, I could be good for trash pan is pretty good uh, you know uh, i think it's a really fun idea just to be able to have the same base and just rotate the hop out yeah uh, as, as a, just a consumer alone it's fun to be able to try the different hops and, and kind of figure out what these hops do or what those hops do or whatever so uh current batch is trident tops by the way so okay i was gonna ask is there a certain kind of hops that you guys generally tend to lean towards or do you just kind of go all over the board based on that yeah. specific beer at the yeah. time or? so the first time they brewed it was keg only and it was right before i came on board it was the summer of 17 and uh they basically just had a little bit of hops left over from a couple different batches okay and um they called it trash panda because of that yeah um well, it became so popular. That's raccoons, folks. It's raccoons. <laughs> if you're not from <laughs> Arkansas or the South, that's raccoons. Yeah. Uh, so it, it went over really well being a hazy IPA. Um, and I wasn't with the company at that point, but in a beer group for the state, uh, I just said, hey, you guys better start canning this. And two weeks later, they're like, darn you, Chris Butler. Yeah. And then two weeks after that, they hired me. So <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> I don't know if it was the comment telling him to, to package it or not, but yeah, we've done, uh, we've done a couple hops yeah. on, on repeat, but mostly we just switch them up and just kind of play with what we have and what we can get in that are new or fresh or different or interesting. So that's awesome. What's, fun. what's one of the more elaborate hops that you guys have had recently or anything? Um, I don't know about elaborate because we tend to try to focus single hop okay. um, on the on the feature side, but I'm a big fan of citra hops mm -hmm. being a little bit older, been around a little longer, um, and that's, uh, that's always going to hold a special place in my heart. Uh, we did a couple cool ones that I wouldn't really expect to like so much. Sabro is a hop that is uh, presents a lot of coconut. Okay. I'm not a huge coconut fan, but it came across really neat in, in, in that beer. That expression was really nice. Very okay. tropical. Very cool. What's up? Oh, what's up? You doing right there, Seth? Yeah. You just you're soaking this in, aren't you? Well, yeah. I was. It, are they always one hop? The trash panda generally. 
Not always. We've done a couple like hop combos, and we did one called Trash Panda Wild, which is sort of a uh, a callback to that first one. We had like four or five bits and pieces of hops left over that we blended. So we called that one Wild, but with a Y, W-Y-L-E-L-D-E. And then we've done a couple just like two hop combos. And it it comes down to, you know, brewer's choice, what's available again. But, you know, if they have the exact amount that they're going for and they only have 10 ounces, I'm using a homebrew scale, not not 30 barrel scale, but if you have 10 ounces of a hop and your recipe is calling for 14, you got to find a way to sort of make up that gap. So they've done a couple of hop combos, but typically try to rely on just having that one. Uh, And usually... 99% 99% of the time, the hop is printed on the bottom of the can. Uh, okay. every, every once in a while, our laser etcher kind of doesn't <laughs> doesn't do it all the way. So Funks out on you there? Yeah, well, you know, canning lines always need work. So That's all right. That's all right. Yeah. How, how, how many cans do you do? Like, what's your production on that? I mean, is it? A lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can imagine that you guys are yeah. you know, probably feeling that pinch right now with the canning shortage, like you said. And, yeah. uh, how long has that been going on? The canning shortage, basically since April, April, May, once everybody had to sort of transition away from kegs with no on-premise. And you think about the states that are doing, you know, more invasive shutdowns than we are, like California, New York, whatever. Yeah. They're doing almost no on-premise drinking. So everything is being canned. Those poor states. Well, (laughs) no comment. Um, (laughs) I know. We've... we've Comment heard though. Yeah. So, Uh, so, and then larger breweries will take precedent on orders over the smaller breweries, right? It's kind of a trickle down thing. So, um, it's been tough. Luckily, we're still in an okay position right now. Uh, We have a lot of backup cans, especially for our core brands. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of the some of the like one offs that we may want to do might be a little tougher going forward, but we're still doing all right on blanks right now. So, we're good. Luckily, knock on wood. What's your uh, What's your current favorite beer from Lost Forty? Probably the Puffy Jacket. Puffy Jacket. Tell yeah. me about that one. So we, don't, a, we don't have that one here right no, now. No, we so. don't have it here. Uh, it's a Baltic Porter, which okay. is a little bit of a random esoteric style. Uh, it's a it's a beer that's a porter, but then is lagered. So instead of having an ale yeast and, and being fermented through it seven to ten days or so, it's lagered, so it's co- uh, colder crashed, and uh, the yeast kind of eats through slower and cleans it up a lot more, and so it drinks like a lager. But it's a it's a full on porter. It's nine percent. So oh wow, yeah. We like our loggers and we like our uh, big beers. So loggers aren't the smart way to go for small breweries because they occupy tank capacity for longer times, four yeah. to six weeks usually on a logger. Um, but we like them. We 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 think we do them okay. So. Yeah. We're gonna keep doing them. Where do the names come from? Is it like a random word generator? Uh, like <laughs> puffy jacket. Um, you get drunk a lot as a rainbow as a connection. Uh, so rainbow connection. I'll get into that name when we drink that one. But it's a it's a fun fun name for that one. Some of them um, are they're mainly Amber's creation. I, I would guess Amber is um, one of our ownership group and the head of our marketing team. She, snake party. Snake party. That came from uh, kayaking down the river, and they stopped at like a little island in the middle, and there was a bunch of snakes. And so they, right. they jumped back in the kayaks or canoes, whatever it was, and like, whew, I don't want to mess with that snake party. I thought they were watching C-SPAN one night. So. <laughs> well, okay, right before we cut to a break here, uh, let's go ahead and what do we want to do? Want to do rainbow? Let's do rainbow. Let's do rainbow. Let's go another sour here. So uh, tell us, you said Rainbow is a collaboration beer, correct? Correct. Yeah. Okay. And who's that with? Uh, Flyway, another Little Rock brewery. Um, I've actually just been talking to them, uh, Jason. Okay. Uh, I think he's going to be on Jalahal the show this and, week. Uh, yeah. Jess McMullen is the owner there. Okay. Um, so we did a collaboration with them and then Loblolly, which is a, a creamery down there in Little Rock. Yes. So we did this kettle soured beer and we threw Loblolly's rainbow sherbet in it. Okay. 
Um, it uh, it is raspberry pineapple. Um, it is really heat slightly. Oh, that's special. Go that way. So it's a it's a fun little beer. Uh, it was made to uh, promote a Pride Month awareness. Yeah. Uh, so we had a big release during that. Uh, we have a lot of uh, investment in that in that sector in that culture. Yeah. Uh, in, in our company. So uh, usually when there's a Pride parade in Fayetteville, we're we're there. Last year we almost got blown away. It was a super windy day, and our Oof. I was literally hanging onto the tent. Well, that's fun. Yeah, that is fun. A little yeah. get it a little extra, a little extra fun there. Well, I'll tell you that's that's really cool, and we'll get into more of that in the second half too, because uh, you know talking about your involvement there in the local community. I think you know you just mentioned pride and things like that. Um, I definitely want to talk more about that and how how invested in the local area you are, and and really just some of those initiatives. But um, yeah, I mean this this is delicious. Now, tasting this, there's a little haze to it. I don't know if you can see that or not, but there's a little haze, and. Um, so what was funny was I was thinking uh, going into this, uh, have you had the uh, rainbow sherbet from uh, Prairie? Yes. So that one, I was kind of expecting a similar taste. There's some some relatively similar flavors, but I like this one. I really like this one. This it, is good. It's a similar sort of idea yeah. at, at the outset. but then Different you, execution. You can have 50 breweries brewing the exact same beer, but with different brewers and different practices. Yeah. Different. I mean, even if it's the same yeast, you might have healthier yeast or whatever. It'll all change. A few uh, degrees in the brew house or something like absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah. It'll all change a little bit. So uh, we're really happy with this. It was a fun beer. It's, it's nice to take a break from the you know two bigger beers we had there. Um, so it's, it's lighter. It's really refreshing. I always tell people who've never had uh, a sour beer, people hear that and kind of cringe a little yeah. bit if they've ever had one. I always tell them to think of lemonade and how refreshing lemonade is in the summertime. Yeah. And then just think of adding a little bit of vodka to that. And mm-hmm. now you're having like a refreshing alcoholic drink. Well, it's the same sort of thing with beer. You're just, you're having a sour refreshing refreshing lemonade like beer yeah um, yeah it's know. not like a bitter sour it's no. it's a very nice crisp no. refreshing I, sour. I would call this more tart than sour actually yeah. yeah yeah absolutely well i'll tell you what uh we're gonna go and cut to a word from our uh, advertisers right now and uh give us just a little quick break and we'll be right back here i want to keep talking but uh let's go ahead and get that done and we'll see you here shortly on episode 18 beyond the tap Hey everyone, it's Brian here, and I'm so excited to tell you about the all-new 2021 American V-Twin models from Indian Motorcycle. Now, if you haven't heard of Indian, they're America's very first motorcycle company, and autumn here in the Ozarks, it's the perfect time to take one out for a test ride. I've been by the dealership, I've seen what quality craftsmanship looks like, and you should too. I'm telling you, the new 2021 models are incredible. They've got the Scout and Scout 60, or if you're like me and you like a little more stripped down, more blacked out look to it, you'll want to check out their Scout Bobber and Scout Bobber 60. They've even got the liquid-cooled Indian Challenger, which if you didn't know, was named 2020 Motorcycle of the Year by both Rider Magazine and Thunder Press. So head over to Heritage Indian Motorcycle in Rogers, Arkansas today to schedule a test ride or check them out online at heritageindiannwa.com or call 479-633-8443. And remember, always wear your helmet, never drink and ride, and be sure to follow all local laws, including any social distancing guidelines in your area. All right, so if you like what you're hearing here on Beyond the Tap, make sure and head over to YouTube and uh, subscribe to us. Hit that little bell so you make sure and get the notifications every single time that we post a new uh, episode here. It's really nice, right? What are you doing back here? And also, make sure and check us out on Apple iTunes podcast section. Uh, Subscribe to us there. And uh, do you know we're also on Spotify? 
Yes. There's nothing in there yet, but uh, that's okay. So check us out. If you really, really like what you're hearing here, then you want to head over to patreon.com and you can actually contribute to the show and making this the awesome success that it clearly already is. And uh, throw a few bucks at us. You can earn some cool perks along the way. Visit patreon.com slash tap today to check out more. And to some of my friends who, you know, bucks may not come so quickly to you, feel free to subscribe to us. That's important to us as well. Or review us. Give us five stars. You think we're five stars? I think we're five stars. I think so. And that's just as important. So follow us. Stay tuned. There's a lot coming your way. True story. See you next time on Beyond the Tap. You like that little groove? It's funky. Yeah. It's fun. I feel like Chris should just like start dancing over there. I don't know. Pick the wrong guy to dance. Okay. All right. Welcome back, everybody. We are back here on episode 18 of Beyond the Tap. In the studio with me today, I do have the wonderful Chris Butler from Lost 40 Brewing down in Little Rock, Arkansas. And uh, also co-hosting here with me is the ever-incredible Seth. Hello. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks for letting for- me co-host. It's yeah. been a real treat. This is fun. And if you guys didn't know, uh, Seth is over, uh, he actually owns and operates the Uptown Kitchen and Tap House, a.k.a. the sponsors of our beer fridge over here, uh, and also maker of delicious, amazing foods. Uh, oh, thank got, you. You guys got, what, 100 beers on tap? 100 beers, beers on tap, about 65 bottles and cans, um, four red wines, three white wines, and we make um, some specialized cocktails. But Yeah. But we're really just a restaurant. No, <laughs> just a restaurant. Yeah, you guys make every all of your food there delicious. Thank and you. It's like made in house, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, okay. So perfect for uh, the transition there of talking about your delicious food that also pairs wonderfully with some great food. Uh, we got beer. Nice. We got lots of beer. We found another one. We did. Uh, tell us about this one. We're coming back in here, and I'm noticing first of all. This is dark as sin, and I love it. Um, yeah, this is our nighty night. This is uh, this year's nighty night. Just uh, <laughs> just hit shelves. Uh, limited distro this week. Uh, we pre-sold most of it this year out of the brewery. Mm. Uh, we couldn't do our festival, which is where we normally sell it. Um, Good lord, that's delicious. Festivals got canceled this year. <laughs> did they? So, yeah, did they? they did, was yeah. there was there a thing this I, year? There, there was a memo that went out. Oh, I didn't get that memo. Mm. <laughs> I've still been drinking, please. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I've been uh, making up for the lost festival traffic. Yeah. So typically a festival, everyone dresses up like zombies. Uh, yeah. There's a zombie contest. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Where is this? This is in Little Rock in at the Little- brewery. Yeah, at the brewery in the parking lot. Okay. Uh, everyone dresses as zombies. Uh, we have live music. Text me uh, next year. Yeah, sure. You can ride down with me. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm in. Uh, yeah, because you're up here in Siloam, right? Yeah. So. So uh, we could take the fire truck. Oh, now that's a way to that's a way to go. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, everyone dresses up. Uh, there's a contest for that. Um, we have like 45 breweries last year, I think. Okay. Um, mostly Arkansas, but we get some regional guys, including some people who don't distribute to state. Uh, some friends of ours. Hmm. Uh, so it's a nice treat if you go there. You can have some beers that you couldn't get otherwise in state. That's awesome. So that's uh, pretty fun. Uh, the dressing up part is is fun. Uh, it's a lot of work. Uh, it's it's literally like an 18-hour day that day for, for us. Yep. Uh, and about a five- or six-hour day the day before for us. So it's, it's, a long, it's a long weekend, but it's so much fun. And we do a brunch the morning after for all the brewers in the brew house and just sort of have a decomposing session. Yeah. 
I, I see what you did there. Yeah, I there like that. Right. I like that. Not I was going to say, that's when they come in looking like zombies and yeah. not having makeup exactly. on. Exactly. Right? There you go. Uh, uh, so, yeah, this is our 2020 version. Uh, this is a, a big imperial stout that we age separately in bourbon, rye, and red wine barrels. Yeah, and then we blend it back together to achieve uh, the flavor profile that we want. Now, and I got to say, man, uh, if you guys get a chance, go on, go online. Look this up. Just Google it. Lost 40, Nighty Night 2020. The can art on here is phenomenal. Where, who did this for you guys? So Amber Brewer heads all that up again. She's part of that yeah, marketing team. So Dang it, Amber. You're too good. She's phenomenal. She's, she's really – she does 90% of our, our stuff. And if, if she doesn't design it herself, she has the final say-so and, and tweaks the things on it. But uh, – we also this year for the first time did a variant of that. So okay. um, on the pre-sales, we did 50 bottles solo um, of Wake the Dead, which was an imperial stout with coffee and coconut. Ooh! Um, they did 50 bottles solo and then 50 bottles with like a swag bag that came with a, a insulated cooler, a sticker, and an enamel Seth, pen. Seth, why didn't you get me one, one of those? those? Chris, why didn't you get me one of those? I got myself one of those, and I had to pay Dang full it. price. So uh-huh. <laughs> there, there were no uh, no discounts for me. So, um, But uh, one of our brewers, uh, Jerry Gorman, he had did a, a version of that last year, and it went over so well that we wanted to bottle that this year. Like I said, there was only 100 bottles that, yeah. were, that were made at all. It was very, very limited. So. Sold out in two hours. No doubt. No doubt. And what was the price on that, if you don't mind my asking? So for the swag pack thing, it was 90 bucks, And you okay. got one bottle, a four-pack, the cooler, a glass, an enamel pen, two stickers. Yeah, I think. And then the bottle wow. itself, I think the bottle itself may have been 18. Don't yeah. quote me on that one, though, because I didn't buy the bottle itself. Was it like a 750 or was it just like a... 500 milliliter. Okay, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, so. Dude, I'm telling you, that actually sounds no. That's that's a great value there. So yeah. I think that's uh, cool. that's on point, man. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what the the taste of this, the flavor is phenomenal, uh, and I I keep saying that about your beers here because I feel like no matter which one I have, there's just there, yeah. it's a different flavor every time, and it but it's it's very distinct. We've got a great team down there, and and they're all very good. Uh, together, but they're all very good separately too. Knowing like each one of them has their roles or their specialties that they're good at. Yeah, and um, just a, a super super team. Uh, Omar is the head of everything, and I mentioned Grant earlier. Uh, Dylan is, is sort of the uh, the main production brewer. We got Jerry and Leah, and then we've got a great canning team and, and packaging team, and the Sellermans are it just like I said, it's it's fun when I go down there because. It's like seeing family that you actually like to see every couple months. Mm-hmm. So yeah, as opposed to family you don't want to come in for the holidays. So it's <laughs> a, Thanksgiving. It's, a, it's an amazing brewery. Have you been there? I mean, it's it's. I haven't been there yet. It, that's it's beautiful. Thing. I'm from Little Rock. We were trying to get down there. Actually, funny enough, that's how this conversation okay. started. Was we were trying to get down there, and then of course pandemic and all the craziness of the you know the the end of 2020 here. And so, yeah, so we're going to try to get down there soon, uh, actually. And whenever we do, I'll make sure you know. Yeah, absolutely. So Let us know. You also have, you know, other people's contact info. But if you're going down there and it's, you know, low-key t- kind of time, we'd love to run you through there and show absolutely. you everything, take care of you. Um, it's a super we, awesome group of people. And that amazing tour. Yeah. Yeah. Well, really quick, I got to say, because we, we came into this segment talking about pairings. Seth, what, what would you think would go well with this over at Uptown? I don't know, Chris. What would you think with a, a big dark, smoked, delicious meat, yeah. barbecue? Meat, barbecue, you do almost um, like a, that really thick burger with the egg on it. There you go. Yeah, rustic cheese. Yeah. Um, 
let's see. What else would you want to do with this? You wouldn't want to do anything light. You wouldn't want to do any fish or, chi- uh, or chicken or anything like that. But you know, barbecue, a steak, um, smoked anything, a uh, burger would be fine with it. Uh, blue cheese okay. would go really well with it, too. So it's almost everything would work i know it's almost like food would pair well with this beer <laughs> that's great and you, you should probably eat some food when you drink this beer too i would imagine so what's the uh, abv on this one? Ten and a half. Ten and a half. Oh yeah i got the can right here huh yeah. hey now i gotta ask so while i was looking around here is there any speci- specific significance behind uh, pushing up daisy uh, Says daisy, dead girls don't cry so uh the previous couple of years we had done uh, male zombies and we have such a strong um crew of women that work for us yeah uh, both in the brew house and on the marketing team uh that we last year did pushing up daisy the female zombie and uh so she was our our lead dead zombie lumber jill i love it she's she's rocking like the the tall boots the lace-ups there she's got her little uh buffalo plaid going on you see her and all of our all of our ladies at the company dressed up kind of in that vein as well last year and you know us guys were typical kind of zombie lumberjack thing yeah sort of theme it's fun does it glow in the dark it looks like it's kind of like that glow in the dark i don't know i haven't checked that out i don't know maybe seth can try that out for us i think it does you're talking about being a beer nerd yeah you know you you talk about being the beer nerd there is there anything that like i guess thinking about when people ask you questions they find out that you're the beer nerd what is one like do you have like the most common question or is there like an annoying question that people ask you all the time? Um, I wouldn't say annoying question because, yeah. I mean, everyone starts somewhere, right? I guess predictive, really. Yeah. Not even annoying, but um, predictive. Yeah, I mean, I like getting questions and I always encourage people uh, both in-house when I'm doing my training or if I'm doing a tasting at a liquor store or at a festival or whatever. I always say, hey, ask me anything. We all had to start somewhere and all had to learn at some point. Yeah. So I try to not be that... Um, I, I hate the term beer snob because yeah. right? I don't want to be not that pretentious guy. about it at all. Right. I don't want to be that guy that like shuts down someone else's like growth in the, in the industry or like, just wants to enjoy it. Right. Like you're going to turn people off that way. I want to bring more people into the fold. So yeah, um, I like getting questions. I mean, that's kind of what gets me going and that's what I really enjoy doing. So there's not any one particular question. I don't think that kind of stands out. I mean, you'll get the typical, like why are IPAs bitter or, um, do you guys make any of X type of beer? And like, oh yeah, we do make stouts, but it's you know it's 100 degrees in the summertime. We're going to save those for the the fall and winter. Okay. Or, uh, why don't you have any sours out now? Well, it's because it's 30 degrees out, and sours are more meant for you know things like that. If they don't know um, the typical trends of how seasonals work or whatever, like hey, I love your Hunter Oktoberfest. Why can't I get it right now? Well, because it's it's March. It's yeah, it's not the time of the year. But hey, come back and ask. You it, could it, go to a local liquor store we previously mentioned and. They, not, they may have some on the shelf. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I think that's that's really good. I mean, and, and and the same way, that's exactly how this podcast got started, too, was just me wanting to grow my knowledge about beer and tell stories about amazing groups like Lost 40 and, and you know, anyone who's been on this show so far. Um, just talk about how we've grown here in Northwest Arkansas specifically, but the whole state is just blowing up. Um, I know how many breweries are in Little Rock right now that you know, just approximate. You don't have to know oh, an geez. exact. Um, I mean, because you guys have quite a booming craft beer uh, scene there. We do. I think it's actually moving a little quicker up here. Okay. Because uh, I think the population has shifted this way. Fair um, enough. Whereas that's sort of the population density that's been around. 
I think that the market has moved this way a little bit, but we also have a bunch of breweries that have popped up all across states and these tiny, all across the state in these tiny little towns. We're over 40 breweries in the state now. Yeah. And uh, 11 years ago, there were three. Yeah. So March will be uh, 11 years since the first brewery opened up in Northwest Arkansas. Wow. Uh, that was core, my, my yep. previous uh, uh, employer. And everyone was excited right. when that happened. Right. I mean, before that you had the, the, uh, the, Dixon Street Pub, right? That was down there, but it was a brew pub. So they were brewing, but they weren't really a brewery. So yep. um, that's how quickly the market has moved. Yeah, Hog House. Yeah, yeah Hog House After was Dixon Street Brew. Yeah, oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was one and then it See, changed. I only moved there. here in 06. So. That was about the same. Okay. I wasn't here for Dixon Street, but I just yeah. knew the history of it. Um, gotcha. A guy named Brian Sorensen wrote a, wrote a book about the history of beer in Arkansas. Uh, I, I really follow him book. on Twitter. Yeah, he's great. He's yeah. a really, really good dude. Shout out, Brian. How you doing, buddy? Love you, Brian. Yeah. Um, so do you know Brian? I've, I've met him. Yes. He's okay. A, all right. Cool guy. Yeah. We follow each other. He harasses me a little bit. I harass him a little bit. It's a good yeah. thing. He's, I, he's a really, really smart guy. Really does his homework. Yes. Uh, I've had lots of beers with him. I actually met him years ago when I was, I was doing a beer blog and got invited by the Fayetteville ale trail to sort of join in with a couple other bloggers and writers. And, um, I met him then and we've just maintained a friendship since then. Absolutely. I but, think uh, it'd be good to get him on the show too. Absolutely. So. I think, I think, uh, you'd be doing yourself a disservice if you didn't. I absolutely. Mean, you wouldn't get yourself a, a brewery to write on the wall, but you'd get yourself a, a nice little history of Arkansas sort yeah. of situation. Maybe he'll bring beer. Uh, I'll probably send him with beer. Okay. <laughs> well, if only we knew a tap room around here locally too, that'd be, that'd be helpful. <laughs> well, very cool. So, so walk me through really quick. If you're not drinking lost 40, what are you drinking? Uh, well, I said uh, earlier, I don't know if I was on screen at the time or not, but uh, on camera or not, uh, but I have about 500 bottles of beer at the house. Yeah. And that's probably underestimating. I'm a big fan of Lambic. So Lambic's okay. uh, from Brussels, that region. Um, so I have a lot of Lambic uh, that I, I enjoy drinking. The problem is it's not made in the U.S. It's tough to get here. It's very expensive. So I try to like save those for nicer moments. Like I only had three bottles of it last week. It was pretty... <laughs> <laughs> Well, so now I got to ask, I mean, you said 500 beers. Yeah. I know you had, we chatted just a little bit during the break, but then also you just said it here. Um, so when did, when did brewery, you know, lore or when did the, the beer scene really take off for you and kind of what was the catalyst for understanding why, uh, why, why you wanted it to, why you wanted to pursue a, a hobby and a career in that, man? Yeah. I, uh, I was unfortunate in that I liked craft beer right away. Okay. Um, when I couldn't afford it. Yeah. At yeah. like 18, I wasn't drinking at 18. Champagne dream on yeah. a beer budget. Yeah. No, you had a beer dream. Yeah, absolutely. I, I definitely was not drinking underage mom and dad, I promise. But yeah. at 18 or so, I started liking uh, craft beer. Chimay was one of my You like hearing what people thought exactly. about craft beer. Uh, O'Garden, Chimay, those, those early Belgian, uh, Delirium Tremens, um, those early Belgian beers kind of got me into it. Then I tried my first IPA, what was a Stone IPA. Mm, good choice. Um, so I got right into that West Coast bitter thing right away. And then once I could start affording it, uh, I started buying better beer. Um, and it would be where I, like, I would buy one Chimay and a six pack of Miller Lite. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, you know, something like that. I wouldn't buy the case of Miller Lite or whatever. So um, that's kind of how I got into it over time. Um, I just got more and more interested in it. Just kind of kept narrowing my focus in, in the restaurant industry to, you know, I went from restaurant to bar to beer basically and okay. um my wife is really cool and tolerates 
tolerates my my love of beer and uh my taking up of two-thirds of our game room with beer nice um so yeah she's actually built me a couple shelves i was gonna ask do you have like a special display for it she's built me two shelves for beer yeah yeah so your wife is the builder now now she's (laughs) done is like woodworking stuff yeah wow she's fantastic she's super well done plus she's a doctor yeah i don't know well all right wow yeah I feel like we're going back to the conversation uh, whenever we had Stones Throw on here. Uh, was it Ian? Ian. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That uh, went from being an airline pilot. Yeah. To be. Okay, we got Ian's doctor, a huge dude to be a. Think of him in a cockpit. He's huge. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. My wife, uh, she, works for, she works for Tyson, and she's okay. a uh, doctor of poultry nutrition. That's really cool. That's so. really cool. I would imagine that she sees some really cool stuff come through and. and uh, I can't imagine where the horizon of that is headed. So it's yeah. going to be amazing. Well, I mean, it's probably not a market that's going to go away, so we're probably set for yeah, <laughs> set with, with her job. Uh, my job, who knows what that's going to bring. But um, when I moved up here, you just mentioned you, you've been here since 06. I've been here since uh, 04. Okay. So uh, I've seen this area go from a barren wasteland to what it is now, a very growing, thriving uh, beer market uh, to the point where, um, you know, you've had Mark on here from Natural State. Mm-hmm. You have a brewery that's just doing lagers that it's doing really well for themselves. And that's yeah. awesome that we can have a niche brewery like that. Um, Absolutely. You've got breweries like Hawk Moth. Bradley's a buddy of mine for a long time, and he's doing really weird out there beers. And it's great that we yeah. can support things like that, as well as the production breweries that are putting things on shelves regularly. So it's, yep. it's really cool. I, I like seeing the market move that way. And you got Derek and Cord over at uh, New oh, Province. Man, yeah. Good grief. Some of this. Cord is the, um, Cord's the godfather of Northern Arkansas Brewing. He hates when I say that. <laughs> so. Love How you, Court. You Love you, Court. What's up, Court? <laughs> Seth even got in on that one. You know it's important. Yeah. So, I met Court when he was still... Uh, Still down in Fayetteville, so yeah. at Fossil Cove, and uh, I was kind of one of the first ten customers down there, just because we were so thirsty for for a good beer in the area. And I was like, "Oh, there's a new brewery opening. I'll be there right when they open." And so I've known Court for a while. And now you didn't go next door and get syphilis, right? I don't know. You know <laughs> bottoms up. I have no idea what you're talking the bottoms about. Bottoms up club, right there. You can ask James and Neuer about that. <laughs> I just keep like anytime I go down to Fossil Cove, I drive by that building every single time. I'm like, that is a club. You get flashbacks. No, I've never been. Never been once. Never zero desire to whatsoever. Ugh. Now, silver dollar. But uh, I digress. So, um, so yeah, so this one, dude, I'm telling you, I'm loving the flavor of it. And it does, I feel like it continues to build. It gets better and better uh, of this nighty night. Uh, but I know we've got kind of limited time. So uh, we got, what, 10, 12, four minutes or so here. Um, Tell us about the beer we're going to be heading into here. Um, this is one. I mean, I've been excited for every single one of these, but just having a personal friendship with Bradley and and knowing the the link that you guys have there. Uh, tell us a little bit about what we're getting ready to get into here. First of all, why does the front of the bottle look an awful, weirdly amount like um, Among Us? I don't even know what that is, uh, it's honestly. It's a game. So. My son plays oh, okay. it. He's nine, and he plays it nonstop. I have no idea. And so now I hear about it, but I have no idea. Um, so, so I can tell you a little bit about everything else other than that. Um, so Buddy System is a beer that uh, has kind of been a year and a half plus in the making. Uh, Bradley is just over two years old. Uh, I've known Brad for, I don't know, seven or eight years now. 
and um, I would go over and hang out with him when Hawk Moth first opened up, just mm-hmm. as, as buddies. And I said, "Hey, man, do you know any of the people at Lost Forty?" He's like, "No." I was like, "Well, we should get you in- introduced, and yeah, maybe see if we can work out a collaboration or something because those are cool. I wish more Arkansas breweries did those together. Uh, it's fun to see that from a consumer standpoint." Because if you walk in, you see two breweries hanging out together. You're like, oh, well, they're not in competition. They're they're buddies. Yeah. Which I that's that's what I believe. Um, now, if they're like doing the arm wrap drink, where like you know one on this. That's that's a different yeah. That's a different link. It's a little bit yeah. It's a little far I think. Yeah. But Bradley and I have definitely done that for sure. It's like it's, Seth. That's so Bradley. Bradley. Yeah. And, and Bradley and I Bradley and I did that on Saturday actually <laughs> with oh, this beer. Nice. Well yeah. done. So All I was right. out there co-promoting this beer, but uh, we put Bradley together. Uh, with our brewers, we kind of hammered it out over Frostfest 2019. Yeah, got him together with our brewers. He brewed his beer to guard, which he brews at Hawk Moth on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. They switched the hops up just a little bit. He took that wort with no fermentation, no yeast in it. He just took the wort straight down to our brewery. We threw it into t- two different petite Syrah barrels. Okay, um, aged it for 14 months. That's wine, kids. Yeah, pulled nails every once in a while. Uh, that means just taste it. You, you kind of hammer a nail into a cask and you pull it out and you can taste small amounts without opening the hole. Oh, okay. So I when, did not know that. When you hear pulling nails, that's Have you heard that? So you don't open the bunghole? Correct. Good to have a nice closed bunghole. Keep yes. it closed. We have to. Yes. So you, you hammer a nail in and you pull the nail out and it shoots a tiny little stream into your glass. You can taste it without opening the entire barrel up to yeah. whatever else. So we aged that for 14 months, tried it a couple times, wasn't ready, wasn't ready. Bradley got the call back in April-ish time. Like, hey, it's ready. Yeah. Okay, so let's bottle it. Well, after they bottled it, they wanted to condition it a little bit longer because the type of beer it is. Okay. Very carbonated. Uh, you missed it, but it bubbled over <laughs> when yeah. we opened it. We opened it up in the in the uh, the break in the middle here because I didn't want to have to grab a bottle opener. Which is prone to do. Yeah. And So, yeah, what is bottle conditioning? Uh, so there's a little bit of uh, live sugar and live yeast in it, so it's going to stay alive it's a live beer versus so basically you're kind of giving it like a, a little little shot like a little, yeah. little booster keeps it alive keeps it living it's yeah. a living breathing organisms in there so um it turned out really great it's got a lot of wine characteristics to it okay. a little bit of stone fruit um some berry um from the pinot uh sorry petite syrah uh, now but, is this is this sweet i'll let you find out in just okay. a second yeah anticipation is uh, killing me come I on know. Here, here you go just I gotta, rinse, I gotta rinse my glass out anyhow. So it's all right. Um, I think it turned out great. Um, I love the way the brewers work together. Again, I'm a big fan of of collaborations, and I like when I go to different cities and see see breweries doing that together. And I'm looking forward to more of that in Arkansas. We've done a couple. Uh, you know, we just had the one with Flyway. We did one with Black Apple Crossing last year. We blended our stout in one of their ciders. I can take an adult cup. You know that, right? So okay. um, it's. Uh, I think it's a cool thing to do, and I hope we keep seeing more of that in Arkansas. Um, I, I like seeing the little guys working together versus you know the big guys. But this is a really complex beer. I think it should be about the right temperature now. We've we had it pretty chilled, and now it's... What do you smell, Seth? Oh, man. I smell the wine, I think. I'm smelling fruit like crazy. Yeah, a lot of... Man, it smells great. Yeah. It, it smells like just off the top. And maybe this is just me after what three or four other beers here, but it smells a little like apple. Yep, get some, some of that top. Sure. So the wild yeast in there again is going to create all kinds of funkiness and, mm-hmm. and yeah. It's how cool. how do you capture the wild yeast? Um, you'd have to ask Grant about that. Sneak up um, on it. You can you do <laughs> yeast. <laughs> 
You do yeast traps. They're, they're actually make yeast traps. Um, other people just take skins off of fruit. I'm not exactly sure how we did it. Huh. Uh, plums and peaches have a lot of wild yeast. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know exactly how we did it. Um, but uh, there's there's lots of different methods. There literally are wild yeast traps. In, in Belgium, they literally just open up the eaves in the attics and let wild yeast just float in. So well, now, and I got to wonder, too, like, uh, so, do you know, Ivory Bill. Mm-hmm. So uh, over in Siloam here, yeah. I know they've got kind of the open tanks. Mm-hmm. So I can imagine uh, if they desired to do something like that, th- that actually would be a wonderful fermentation process to use, right? It'd be tough for them, though, because um, it would... Once you introduce wild yeast, it's tough to get it out. Gotcha. Okay. So, so if anything went into that. Yeah. So Casey's system is, it's a closed off room separate of the brew house. Mm-hmm. So it's, mm-hmm. you, have you been out there? I have. And yeah. uh, no joke, actually, uh, they got me in there. Uh, I was one of, at that time, now I don't know, I would imagine pre-COVID and then COVID hitting and everything, he immediately shut everything down for a long access time. to it. Mm-hmm. But uh, at that time, I think he said I was like one of five people that had wow. actually stepped inside that room. I said, I, I feel <coughs> I'm in way over my league right now. Right. Um, but no, he wanted to show it to me. And he, we, I had to wash my beard before mm-hmm. I went in there. I had to wash my hands up to the elbows. Um, you know, obviously making sure that we didn't breathe very heavily. Mm-hmm. It, it, very, very protective. Casey yeah. is very knowledgeable, and I Super love watching their tanks over there. So. He's uh, he's an incredible guy. I've known Casey for quite a while, living in Siloam. Yeah, um, and he, Dorothy too, of yeah, course. Dorothy's fantastic. Um, How do you think Casey's so good? <laughs> <laughs> so before Casey was brewing, he was at Twenty Eight Springs, the restaurant there in town, and mm-hmm. he was head of our homebrew group. So. Uh, I started homebrewing with him early on. Then he left and went to West Mountain, brewed out there for a little over a year, I think it was, as he was kind of building out and setting up Ivory Bill. But Casey's one of the more thoughtful, um, meticulous guys I know. He's one of those very guys, detailed. Uh, unlike me, where I can kind of get rambly and whatever, Casey's one of those guys who measures his words and thinks about everything before he says it. Um, he really is just one of the smartest guys. We, we kind of bonded over our love of English beers, okay. which you can tell a lot of his beers have an English in influence. Yes, but they he do. He lived in England for a while. I've lived in England for a while. So uh, we bonded over that. But he's, he's such a good guy. And I'm down there usually about once a week just awesome. to pop in and support and say hi and have a conversation and someone who tolerates me being yeah. nerdy. Well, and you talked about, uh, you know, before the break, we talked about community around beer and stuff and your involvement with like the uh, the rainbow, was it rainbow connection? connection? So we had that one, and uh, you know, talking about being involved, and and I think during the break we even talked a little bit more about uh, collaborations between brewers and how around Northwest Arkansas and and Central Arkansas, it's really not about this this headbutting competition. It is truly about making everybody better, and uh, I mean, I, I think that's fantastic that you know Lost Forty supporting Ivory Bill supporting. You know, Bentonville Brewing supporting everybody uh, because truly this area is growing like crazy. Um, if if you're watching this show and you're not familiar with Northwest Arkansas, I mean, the area has exploded within the last what ten years, fifteen years. Yeah. I think fifteen is about the point it's where it really started number. turning, yeah. um, and and we really started seeing some growth. And now we have one of the the highest booming areas of uh, of craft beer, wine, and spirits uh, explosion yeah. in the nation, really, I think. Yeah. That's uh, great. I yeah. think and, and mountain biking. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And we are now the mountain biking capital of the world. Trademark. Um, but yeah. <laughs> no, that's a real thing. I'm like trademark. I, I think okay, a rising cool. tide raises all ships. Though I, I think if you know if natural state succeeds, yep. we succeed. I think if new province succeeds, Hawk Moth succeeds. Yep. And I want to see everyone succeed. It, it, it's only good for the industry if everyone's doing well. If someone's struggling, we're all struggling. You know, we're all in this together but not like the, the cheesy things you're seeing on commercials all the time. But seriously, I've been saying that for 10 years in, yeah. in the craft brewing industry. Like until we, we take a bigger market share from the, the big guys, the big three, mm-hmm. we don't need to be fighting amongst each other. No. Petty, petty things can be left aside, um, help each other out, you know, lend each other ingredients if you can, or, you know, yep. whatever, help each other out with, with information. I, I'm a big fan of that. I love doing that. I love wearing Lost 40 gear to other breweries around here you just know, to kind you of know show the hug support. You're going to get, right? Well, yeah. I mean, not only that, yeah. I, I love taking, you know, just taking the moment to support another person in the industry. Yep. Um, I'm one of those guys that it drives me crazy when I see someone going, like, hey, I, I know you. Can, can, I get, can I get a free drink? I'm like, yeah. what are you talking about? Why are you here? I don't know. You. Like, support, support that person. Like, yeah. if you really like them, you're really their friend. Give them money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, don't like, ask for free drinks. I saw what was you should be thing? paying more. You should be tipping big. There's a thing on Facebook the other day talking about you know all those small businesses you've been asking to support your charity, your fundraisers, your absolutely your different galas and things like that. Yeah, yeah, now's the time they need you to give back. Yep. And so I think that's great to to have that that mindset going into it of yep. you know they see you but you're pointing right at the person you're you're with. And it's a hundred percent like. I'll just echo that. We, even if it looks like we're doing good from the outside, yeah, we're not. Everybody has struggles. I mean, like I mentioned, I touched on earlier, you know, because of aluminum costs and higher, you know, higher labor costs and buying materials versus having kegs, you know, our margins are thinner on that, on that side. So it looks like we're doing good. We're selling more beer, but you know, we're also spending more on, mm-hmm. on the other side. So um, restaurants, Big Orange and Local Lime, yeah, we're doing good. We, you know, we're, we're keeping afloat and uh, yep. people are happy. But if you're going to take the time to go out in this crazy time with all the restrictions, yeah. make sure you, like, abide by that business's rules Yep. and then take care of your server. Tip well. I'm telling you, I've, I've been – I have a firm belief that I think that if we made any more requirements of students in today's society, I think college students should be required to work at least one semester within the, uh, the service industry because it would change your – you would absolutely revolutionize the way that you view the people who take care of you and the, the, the way that uh, people serve you. Uh, it's not because they can't get a different job. It's because they love that industry. It's because they love what they're doing. I'm in my 40s. I'm still in the industry. I it's love wonderful. it. wonderful. You yeah. either love it or you hate it. Absolutely. But at least if you get that experience, you'll appreciate yep. what you have to go through. Well, you'll appreciate it. And, and not to sound snarky, but like you'll, you'll appreciate it even if you decide, no, that's not the side of the fence I want to be on. I want to be over here. <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> Then that's you'll okay. walk in and go, bless your heart. You're still doing yes. this? Thank you. Thank you for sticking around this long. Good grief, you know. No, that's awesome. Um, so I know we're kind of running, you know, kind of hitting the end of our time here and everything, but uh, there's so much more to hear about. And I know our, our listeners, our viewers, they're going to have to go down to Lost 40. Uh, or if they run into you at Ivory Bill or something, I'm sure they can strike up conversation. I'm out and about a lot, even in this time for these circumstances. Yeah. Um, if I don't have a beer in my mouth, I'll have a mask on. So don't worry about that. Yeah. See. But uh yeah, we're really good on social media. We're really good about answering questions. Uh, we've got, a, again, we have a great team that handles that. So if you have questions that I didn't answer today, yeah. um, or if you, 
just want to visit, um, you know, just hit us up on social media. We, we're all over. We're not real active on Twitter, but Facebook and Instagram, we really do well on, and we really interact with our with our guests. So you, you know. guys are lit up on Facebook right now. I know that for sure. Yes, because I know you guys have got uh, even. There's some events and stuff starting a little bit. Like I mean, we're, we're starting to sort of put feelers out. I mean, for me, this yeah. is an event, and I'm thrilled. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm out of the house. Absolutely. I didn't have to do a school And you have a today. dog wandering in and out of set today. So we'll get her because yeah. that's rogue. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, this is great, man. I'm, I'm very thankful that you stopped by today. Um, this Beard Guard, I know. Now, what's it? What's the, what's the official name of the beer? Buddy system. Buddy system. All right. Because of, you know, collaboration, right? Well, it sort of works for pandemic times, too, because it started out way before that. But now that uh, now that it's COVID times, yep. brewing from three hours away and the way we did it kind of seems like a social distancing beer. And initially, the idea was going to be based on the buddy system of swimming in the 70s, where there was a bunch of, like, signs at, at parks about gotcha. swimming with a buddy. So you didn't. But then that felt a little bit like. Little Only bit, get drunk with a buddy, right? <laughs> Absolutely. It's always better. Yeah. But it felt a little bit weird uh, as we were coming up with the label, as Amber was coming up with the label, because, you know, everyone's already kind of drowning in yeah. 2020. So we decided to change it up a little bit. Here, hold this. Right. You're and so, drowning? Here, hold this six pack. So it's uh, two astronauts, but that's not the moon. That's actually a yeast bubble. Nice. Okay. Um, and then there are little. <laughs> little bitty hawk moths flying around they, all over the place. They're masked up, so... They're masked up, full PPE. Uh, I don't know that COVID could survive in outer space. I don't, I don't think so. It'd be tough. It's okay. Elon Musk is going to prove that we can mess up other planets, too. So yes. It's okay. Let's start with Mars. We're coming for you, Mars. Uh, but, yeah, so you guys, uh, I think we've touched on everything I really wanted to touch on today. Uh, now, i got to ask. Total shift here. Total shift. Okay. Because you're the beer nerd. All right. Because you're the beer guy. Do you like superheroes? Do you like yes, Marvel but I've, I've never read a comic in my life, but I've watched most of the movies. That's okay. Okay. So here's the big question. All right. If, if you were a superhero, I know this is out of nowhere. If you were a superhero, what would you be and what was your superpower? So and This just, can be like what you desire to be. Okay. Um, so I would like to be able to drink all the time and only decide when I get drunk. Ooh. Seth. Oh, that's a good one. I have to rethink. <laughs> Dang. Like, I've not heard one that solid. That's good. That's I just, just want to be able to fly. You didn't even give me prep yeah. on that. Everybody wants to fly. I just want to fly. Did you ever listen to Dane Cook? Back in the day, Dane Cook's comedy. It's like, yeah, everybody wants to fly, but what if you could, like, shoot spaghetti out of your fingers? And it's <laughs> like, oh, I don't like you. <laughs> Done. Spaghetti. <laughs> uh, cool. So now you guys have got a lot of different... How many beers are on tap there in the brew house at all times? Uh, 12 or 16, okay. depending on, sometimes we'll run extra lines. Yeah. Uh, so we'll have other things. Um, and then at Big Orange, we have 20, okay. uh, eight to 10 of which are lost 40. And then the other 10 are always craft. We never have any crap, Domestic on, crap on tap is what I say. Yeah. Um, and then local lime is a little bit more margarita, tequila focused, cocktails, things like that. But Big Orange also has a really good cocktail uh, menu. So I got to give a shout out really quick to local lime because they make some of the best dang margaritas. Um, you'll ever have in your life, especially from a restaurant. Now I know there's everybody's got their private recipes that yeah. they have at home and stuff like that. But if you just want to go out and enjoy a great dinner, real juice makes a real difference. It does. It really does. I know uh, our our mutual friend Andy uh, Crittenden. Yeah, he's uh, he's huge. On he was there for a while, juices. and yeah, 
Absolutely. So now I know you guys got a lot of uh, different seasonal beers right now. Was it Current Mood, Puffy Jacket, Ice Day, Have an Ice Day, right? Yep. And then uh, Nighty Night uh, just got released recently mm-hmm. along with the Beard Guard, uh, Buddy System, and then, of course, S'mores Queen. Now, is S'mores Queen still out or is it kind of tapering off? It's still out, but what's out is out. Okay. So there won't be like a second drop of that, but it, it's out. Now, if... if uh, Tell, tell our listeners and everything, S'mores Queen is probably one of my favorite winter seasonals. Sure. Uh, just because of the flavor, the body of it, and everything like that. Uh, what is S'mores Queen for people listening? So it's a milk stout. Uh, milk stout means there's lactose added, which is a sugar that common yeasts don't eat, which gives yeah. uh, lower ABV stouts uh, a little more body. Okay. Um, so that used to be our beer called Forest Queen. Well, a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. we did a one-off in the brew house called S'mores Queen, and we add s'mores ingredients to it it went over so well we decided to change the beer the seasonal to s'mores queen is there actually graham cracker in there's actually graham cracker i thought so i really did think so i didn't know marshmallows and chocolate yep that's incredible and then the lactose obviously so it's a it's a low abv stout you get all the stout rich chocolate flavors yeah little creamy vanilla marshmallow um yeah it's pretty cool well awesome well thanks again chris for being with us here today thank you appreciate you and uh, me course seth thanks for joining me in oh, here thank you and, and uh you know running through the paces here so uh if you guys want to know more about lost 40 check out lost 40 f-o-r-t-y brewing.com uh right i think so sure. yeah see <laughs> google it we have the googly ooglies to do that uh, but go ahead and check them out they have got some delicious beers uh of course seth uh, you guys have some of the Lost 40 stuff. Sometimes we have more Lost 40 beer than Lost 40 on tap. I think so. Maybe. Just yeah. based on the, <laughs> the way you guys distribute. Well, so yeah, I, I love tap. the you brand. taps, so you definitely have more than a big orange sometimes. I think we have at least 10 on right now, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. We just tapped the S'mores Queen last night. It is, it's so incredible. So we're, we're going to Uptown right now? That's where, we, that's where I always go. I feel like that's a good move. Uh, that said, guys, we're going to head out and uh, make sure and check us out. Uh, not only here on whatever platform you're listening to, but I've got to say we're on Facebook, we're on YouTube, uh, we're on iTunes, like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, you name it. And coming up pretty soon, I've got to let you in on a little secret. We are actually getting ready to shorten the format of our Facebook and our Instagram stuff. We're going to shorten it just a little bit, but you're going to be able to get the full scoop on Patreon for a dollar a month mm. that's it dollar a month because here's the deal not because we need the money I promise you we're okay but it does cost to bring great folks in here it does cost uh, to have our editors uh, sit there we don't want them to be sleeping in their van That that's really what I'm getting or in the fire engine over here so uh, we're going to have that motion coming up here pretty soon but uh, you're going to have to check out our Patreon for the full action Otherwise, you'll be able to catch the main points, the highlights, everything here on our Facebook page, YouTube, Instagram. Heck, we're even on LinkedIn. (laughs) But uh, check us out, guys. We will see you next time. Chris, thanks again. Seth, thanks again. Thank you. You guys uh, have an awesome time. Be safe. What do you say we go get some wings or something over at Uptown? All right. See you there. All right.